Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday because we know that weekends are tough. And years ago when we started recording this thing, we did it because we found that a lot of people were choosing to leave over the weekends when there's a little less staff, a little less structure, it served as a, a proving ground, a ripe opportunity for guys to say, you know what, I've done enough. And what we found is after we started doing this group, we had over a 50% reduction in people leaving over the weekends. So we kept doing it, and we started recording it. And gentlemen, we know that there is much to be gained here at St. Christopher's Inn when you stay. Some of you have heard us talk about the latest statistics, the latest data. This is good news and this is encouraging news because so many of you have been around the treatment block so many times, you think it's not possible for you. You think that treatment and recovery is for somebody else. But let me share this data with you in case you haven't heard it. We track you guys after you leave, after you complete treatment here. And in our latest brochure, the statistics say that we've been able to track over 70% of your brothers who completed this program one month after, after completing treatment here. And one month later, 88% of those men were still engaged in some sort of aftercare treatment and an unmind-blowing 93% were still clean and sober. So you tell me, what makes you so bad off? What makes you so different, so special, and so unique that you don't have what it takes? When 93% of your brothers who have gone to complete this program were still clean and sober a month after leaving. After leaving. Gentlemen, it doesn't, it doesn't come easy. We know that. If it were easy, you know, we'd be... Uh, <laughs> Well, we wouldn't be here. If it were easy, you can go onto Amazon and order a book, How to Get Clean, in three weeks or less. We know that it takes work. We know that it takes stress. We know that it takes time. But we also know that each and every one of you has what it takes not just to get clean, but to be sober. Have you guys ever stopped to think about what sobriety means? Because for a lot of you guys, you don't think past being sober means not drinking and drugging. But how about a life that has one half, one third, one quarter, ten percent of the chaos that you were used to in the lifestyle of use? That absence of chaos comes with sobriety. How about the ability to go to a family member's home and have them look you in the eye again? Or to maybe not give you that look like, what does he want from me? What's he going to take from me? That's the kind of peace and serenity that comes along with being sober. How would it feel to know that one day you can actually have money in your pocket 
Because the minute you get a dollar, you don't have to figure out where it's going. That's the peace and serenity that sobriety offers. How about being able to hold a job and not have to worry about coming in late, calling in sick, making up excuses, or having to worry about how you're going to take what doesn't belong to you. These are the gifts that sobriety has to offer. It's more than just putting down that drink or that drug. It's being the husband, the father, the son that you were intended to be. Those are the gifts that sobriety has to offer. You know, recovery, you know, you guys have lived the life of a firefly, right? You saw what was shiny and you went to it. And every single person sitting in these seats has gotten burned. Sobriety has the opportunity to give you the gift of healing, to give you the gift of rebirth, And there is nobody in this room, nobody in this room that doesn't have what it takes. Because I can promise you, we have seen people worse off than you that have gone through this program and have found a way to be successful. And when I thought about what I wanted to talk with you today, I actually, I have to give credit, you know, uh, I have, uh, I, I teach graduate psychology and my students listen to these podcasts. And and uh, one and one of my students came up with this gem while listening to a podcast, and it says, "If you are tired of starting over, stop giving up. If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up." And that that notion resonated with me because I've seen many of you guys who have come through the doors here, and I see that look on your face. And it says the same thing. Here I am again, kicking myself in my own behind because I'm starting over again. The guilt and the shame and this notion that I should have done this a long time ago, that I shouldn't have to be doing this again. And all the people that you've let down in your life beside yourself. This idea this overwhelming feeling that we continue to put ourselves through when it comes to starting over. Gentlemen, how about we take this opportunity? How about we take today and we say, you know what? No matter what obstacles are placed in my past, I'm going to keep going. How about today we talk like like Michael's favorite, we Rocky Balboa, and you know Rocky says it ain't how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you're willing to get back up. You have knocked yourselves down time and time again. You have given in to what I want, what I want, what I want it. You have sold yourselves out for immediate gratification. How about today? We say I'm not gonna give up. I'm going to keep going forward. Anything worth having in life, gentlemen, it takes work and it takes stress and it takes time. Anything worth having in life takes work, stress, and time. For so many of you, the drugs came easy. And how much did you give up? You know, one of of you guys taught me the saying, I gave up everything 
for one thing. How about giving up that one thing for everything? You gave up your homes. You gave up your jobs. You gave up education. You gave up family. You gave up friends. You gave up your freedom for that drug. And when you make that simple choice to keep moving forward, to not give up in recovery, how many doors open up? How many opportunities are out there? We have seen far too much death from overdoses from this disease for people that gave up. You've tried it. And it just brought you to where you are today. How about... We make that decision to not beat ourselves up for what we've done in the past and just keep keeping our heads up and moving past and through those obstacles so that we can keep moving forward today. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! My God! since we've done the group together. But, uh, you know, I have to say thank you for not wearing your Patriots jersey today because I had to dig back five years to find anybody scary. That's on. There's nobody scary on the Giants right now. So I had to go back in time to get some, somebody to try to intimidate you and you didn't even try to come back at me. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you because I got not a good feeling about this game Sunday. But anyway... Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of technology. You guys know that. I've said it before. I make a joke out of it. I'm not a big fan of technology. But there is one uh, piece of tech. There's a few pieces of technology that I do like. And one of them is the GPS in a car, you know, because our sense of direction is not good. And, I'm t and the thing gets me right where I'm going. I have no idea where I am, but the thing tells me where I'm going. It's great. But, uh, you know, these people, these geniuses that invented it, they feel real good about themselves. They think they invented this thing that's so, that's so amazing, right? But really, you know, a GPS system it was invented way, way long ago, and it was not really, the first place it was used was not really in cars. It, it actually uh, is something that your higher power, your creator, came up with uh, many, many years ago <coughs> when you were born, and he installed it in you and in me, Manufacturer, installed by the manufacturer, huh? a built-in <coughs> GPS system. Some people would call it a conscience. Uh, some traditions call it the inner voice, uh, you know, kind of Buddhist-y sounding, the inner voice. Native Americans call it the good wolf, you know, something that's talking to me. Even in the cartoons when we were kids, they put it on the... They put it on the on the, the guy's shoulder, an angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder, you know, and they're both yapping at him, trying to tell him what to do. And the angel is telling him, oh, no, this is what you should do. This is what's good, blah, blah, blah. So, so this internal GPS system that we all have, whatever you want to call it, it's in there. You all know it. You've heard it talking to you. When you're about to do something that you know you're not supposed to do, when you're about to do something that you know is going to harm you, you've all had this conversation with the voice that's saying to you, this is not going to end well. This is not going to, this is recalculating. Uh, you know, you're, going, you're making the wrong turn here. And what we trained ourselves to do was ignore it. We trained ourselves to ignore it. The GPS system is shouting, recalculating, recalculating, and we trained ourselves to ignore it. Huh? 
So what, what part of the recovery process is to retrain ourselves to tune in to this internal GPS system and listen to it and follow it, respect it, trust it, and allow it to, to, to help me to redirect myself when, when um, my inner voice is saying to me, this is not going to work out, this is not going to go in a good direction. We learn to shush that, we learn to ignore it. But we have to retrain ourselves now to tune into it and to listen to it. So, so, I mean, your car tells you when it's uh, malfunctioning. There are smells, right? Your girlfriend, you're driving with your girlfriend, and she says, do you smell that? She smells something burning. She says, you smell that? No, no, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Uh, the dashboard light comes on. Oh, it's, oh no, don't worry about it. It's nothing. Uh, there's a clanking noise coming from the back of my car. Even I know what that is. It's the U-joint. It's gonna, your your, uh, your uh, drive shaft is going to fall out. And, you know, that noise I recognize. But even that, we say, ah, oh, no, don't worry about it. It's nothing. we got to learn to listen to what our spirit is trying to tell us. There are warning signs. There are red flags. we got to learn to listen to it. Stop shushing it. Stop training yourself to ignore it. Retrain yourself to pay attention to these things and to do something about it, to redirect yourself. Huh? That's recovery. Okay? So you have a great weekend, guys. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Hold on. So, so how many of you guys, how many of you guys know the story of Abe Lincoln? Right? Like, Abe Lincoln was 16th president, and yeah, he was assassinated. Okay? Um, you know, there's a lot more to that story. You know, before he became president. And I, I don't have the exact numbers, but he ran for office, got defeated for office, ran for office, got defeated for office, ran for office, was elected to office, then was defeated from office. He never gave up. You know, these people, there are literally millions of people in recovery right now. No different than any of you. The only thing different is that they have gone through these obstacles and they haven't given up. And consequently, they have more time than you. But gentlemen, today we tell you, work it, you're worth it. Whatever the obstacles that may come your way, see them through. Don't give up this time. You're better than that. We love you, and we care about you. We want nothing, nothing more than to turn out sober men. And gentlemen, if you make that decision, if you come to terms with the idea that I am tired, I am sick and tired of having to start over again, and you commit yourself to this recovery process and say, no matter what, this time I'm not giving up, then this is the place where miracles happen. And gentlemen, at St. Christopher's Inn, we have the good fortune of seeing miracles happen here every day. And at this time, we ask that if you've experienced a miracle, if something has happened to you that you never thought was possible, but it actually happened, something just over the last week, but it did happen, we ask that you take a moment to share that miracle. 
it might not just feel good to be able to get it out and say, yeah, I ha- I've experienced a miracle. But there might be somebody else in this room. There might be one of your brothers who's got one foot out the door that may stay because they see that the miracle is possible. So at this time, if you've experienced a miracle, would you be willing to come forward and share that miracle? Come on. Come, come. Dead air is bad air. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Max S. I'm in track 12. So last week was the first week of the family program. My family came and they saw me. Uh, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them in any sort of normal eyes in a very long time. And over this last week, I got a letter from my sister, and she wrote that she was proud of me, and that I was a different person than one she's seen in years. That to, to me, that's a miracle because I never saw the day where that was ever going to come true, but it has. So, thank you. Thank you. My name is Michael MC, and uh, the miracle that I received last week was also about the family program, and uh, I didn't think my stepmom was going to come and talk to me, and she's willing to come talk to me, and to me, that's a miracle. So, thank you. Thank you. Thomas V, track two. Every night here at St. Christopher's, we have an AA or NA meeting. Um, a week ago, the guys <clears throat> the guys that brought the meeting to us brought this kid in for his first day back, <clears throat> a man by the name of Jerome. And uh, we found out yesterday he's been clean for the week since because he's been going to the meetings. And uh, when he was here, we brought him in to the choir. We were able to pull him to the side. And for him to just be back one day, come here, where miracles happen, obviously, every day. And he's still clean to this day. So that was a miracle I experienced. Great. Thank you. Hi, Charles C., track 10. And uh, I thought I would never be able to find my spirituality. And ever since coming to this uh, holy mountain, um, I've been embracing and feeling the uh, spirituality that is found on this mountain. Um, Everything from praying to, you know, letting everything go and letting everything be taken over by a God of my understanding. And it's a very empowering feeling. And uh, thank you. Great. Thank you. Um, Daniel S., track nine. Um, my miracle is I was only coming here for four days just for detox and uh, decided to stay a week after that and another week after that, and I just signed papers to stay here till December. So for me, that's a miracle. Thank you. Thanks, David. Hi, I'm Thomas. Uh, for me, the biggest miracle I think it is a few weeks ago I lost my father. For me to have the courage and everything to stay here, to listen to my family with all the good general people that's been here, staff and my brother Christopher's. That in itself is a miracle that I'm still here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I saw a leaf fall from a tree. And I went to a funeral today also. And I find beauty in the maker. That's great. Thank you. It also like doubles as like a haiku or something. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Uh, Joseph D, track seven. Um, I can honestly say there's what, 170 men in this room? I'm looking at 170 miracles. 
Um, I know for me, a, a miracle for me was actually making it up to the mountain. Um, actually getting another opportunity at this life of sobriety is a miracle, everything that I've been through. And I'm um, truly grateful for the staff here and grateful for all the men I'm looking at right now. Thank you. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. There are people that have been placed in your path here. People who have been sources of encouragement to you. People who have helped you get through a rough time, helped keep you grounded, maybe helped you with an assignment or dealing with a tough group or phone call. People who have been willing to go over and above. We spend so much time in addiction in isolation and not trusting others. And then we come to a place like St. Christopher's Inn and we find just the opposite can be true. At this time, we ask that if there's someone in this room who's been that source of encouragement for you, who's gone over and above for you, that you take a moment to recognize that person. It might not just feel good to be able to share it, you know, but there's something very powerful in letting someone know. We've spent so much time telling ourselves how worthless we are. You know, we oftentimes don't realize that we have the capacity to make a difference in a healthy and positive way. So if there's someone who's been a source of encouragement for you, would you be willing to come up and recognize them now? Um, keeping in mind two things. Um, when we give words of encouragement, uh, two things. One, um, Encouragement or praise are two different things. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement goes the extra mile and lets someone know just how their efforts have been helpful to me. And we ask that if you do have words of encouragement that you try to focus on one or two people at most. When we say, I want to thank the whole community, it just kind of loses some of its power. So if there has been someone who's been a source of encouragement for you, please come forward now. Jonathan S, track 11. Uh, I'd like to encourage Charles C and Michael M C. Uh, over the past two weeks, I've been dealing with some rough things over here, and uh, you guys have been there, and like you guys don't realize how much you've saved my life, and you've been a big impact. And in turn, you know, I'm trying to do that. You know, I'm paying it forward to the next person. So thank you. Great. Anthony A, track four. I want to encourage Keith, choir director. Yeah, stand up, Keith. Uh, you know, um, I haven't really went to church in a long time, and uh, me going to Mass on Sunday, you know, it's powerful, man, um, watching you direct them, and just, you know, all the choir guys, I mean, it's just, it's powerful, um, so I just wanted to thank you for that. I really enjoy it. It's the highlight of my week, and I thank you so much. Also, I want to encourage Anthony I. Stand up, buddy. Um you know, you've been doing real good, and um, especially in group. You know, you're opening up more, and um, I just wanted to tell you to keep it up, man. How's that helping you? Um, I look up to you. You know, I'm looking up to you, and it's um, it's helping me because uh, how's it helping me? It's um, it's encouraging to see. You know, you're a marine. You know, it's a little hard for you to uh, open up and share, and uh, it just shows. It just goes to show. You know, God is on this mountain. Yes. 
Hi, uh, Max S, track 12. I'd like to encourage uh, Richard O. There you are. I guess you're using full name. So, Richard, you don't even know what you, what you go about and you do all day. When you show up here, and yeah, when you showed up here at first, you're what uh, Robert would like to refer to as a burnt toast. And you know, in the weeks that have come along, you make me you make me laugh every day. There are some situations I've seen where you may have gotten really mad and maybe even walked out of this place, but you didn't. You kept a level head, you thought about what was going on, and you're really inspiring me by that. Thank you. Dave D, track 10. Um, two, actually, I'd like to encourage John S. to stand up. Um, John has gone through a lot of, you've gone through a lot of things here, uh, both inside and outside, and uh, seeing the way you handled it and sticking and staying inspires me that when I'm having a bad day or something's going wrong on the outside that uh, I can make it through this. So thank you. And uh, Matthew, you stand up. Matthew works in, uh, in, uh, in the kitchen. He's always got a positive attitude. <coughs> you always have a positive attitude, and you always bust and butt back there. So, um it always, every time I pass him or see him, puts me in a good mood. Any time I pass you or see you, it puts me in a good mood, so thank you. John G, track 10, I'd like to encourage John H. Uh, John, yeah, you know, um, I noticed the progress that you made. You know, you encouraged me by, you, you know, you just keep your head down and keep plugging along. And I watch it. I don't know if you you even notice, you know, that uh, you, you are. You're an inspiration. You um. You've really come a long way. You're not perfect. You know, you're a work in progress, just like myself. I watch you, you know, sometimes take a step backwards, but then you take five or six forward, you know. You share during the groups. You open yourself up to the community. You're involved in the family program. You always have a listening ear, and you're there. You know, you're there to help others. So you encourage me to, you know, be there to listen to other people, to be encouraging, to be kind, to be compassionate, and to not worry if I sometimes take a step backwards, as long as I'm willing and uh, to, to keep moving forward. So thanks, John. That was Sylvester Stallone. We just saw that. <laughs> How you doing? Ryan MC, track one. I uh, want to encourage Mike and Daniel. Uh, I know Daniel's in here. Stand up. Danny S. And uh, Big Mike, where are you? Hey, you are. Um, I got to encourage both of you guys. You know, when I first got here, I was... I was in bad shape. I had a foot out the door, both feet out the door almost. Uh, you guys put your hands on my shoulder and said, no, you're not going anywhere. Um, and I got to thank you both for that because uh, that would have ended up with me in a box. So uh, thank you both. Uh, yeah, um, I want to I ask uh, Frank A. and Daniel M. to stand up. Frank A., Daniel M., okay, yeah. Uh, you guys, you know, I'm going to piggyback on what Max said a little bit. Sometimes you don't know how much you're impacting somebody or the effect that you're having on somebody when you just do a simple act of kindness or you go out of your way a little bit for somebody. Uh, Laurel McCullough asked me to deliver a message to you guys. She couldn't be here today, but she asked me to deliver a message. She asked me to tell you that she so appreciated when you guys helped her clean up when she spilled her coffee and then the mop bucket got knocked over it turned into a real disaster and you guys and you guys just stuck with it and you stayed in there with it until it was all cleaned up and 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 you don't know 
how you're catching a person or if you're just catching a person at the right time. I'm just going to read you. And Laura wrote me a little note here. I'm just going to read you uh, what she said. She said, I was really having a bad day and feeling very alone. And after they helped me, I realized I wasn't alone anymore and my day got much better. So, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know a, a little thing could really be a big thing. So so she wanted you to, guys to know that she appreciated that. Thank you. I, uh, Jeffrey S., track two. Um, I want to encourage a, a track buddy who's not here right now, so I'll be doing it later, and you guys can uh, uh, give a shout to him too. Uh, Edward D., um, we were talking recently and um you know we can all know each other as brothers and hear our war stories and stuff but he just started talking about the things that made him happy and the things he's done in his his past that weren't negative and he lit up like a kid at christmas and some of those interests that he shared are some of the ones that i had and it it made me realize that you know as long as i can stay sober you know i'm pretty much capable of anything and it opened my eyes to um you know, the sky's the limit for me, really, and it added to my idea of my pursuits for what I may want to do um, once I continue on the outside and remain sober. So, thank you, Edward O. Okay. I'm going to give you a chance, but I'm going to have to shut this thing down right now. Uh, so, before I uh, shut this down, I want to let people know, listening in, that if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, please go to our website at www.stchristopherszinn.org. There's a whole host of information uh, about upcoming events and news and things like that. So until next time, we wish you peace, serenity, and sobriety.